0: So hello and welcome to episode four of Salopcast. So Glyn's on holiday, so it's taken three seasons to have a first um, podcast without Glenn. Um and I'm yeah I'm joined by Naif. So Naif, how how are you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you. It's a bit of an honour to be on the podcast. Um, I'm not quite Glyn, but hopefully I'll uh, do all right. <laughs> so yeah, so um, just a little
0: bit so people can know a bit more about you. How did you first get into supporting the town?
1: Um, so I'm actually a Shrewdri Town fan through my father-in-law. Um, you could probably tell from my accent I'm not actually from these parts. I'm actually from Bristol um, and uh, um, I moved up uh, a few years ago. Uh, my wife brought me up. Uh, um, but no, I'm a fan through my father-in-law and when I moved up I got a season ticket. Um, so yeah cool so whereabouts in the ground do you sit so my father-in-law um, they sat on the riverside so they uh, now sit in the west end in block 15 so they managed to get a seat in front of where they sat and they've been going for years uh, so yes yeah, in block 15 um i like to call it a bit like a pocket of misery because they're uh, other than my father-in-law the guys i sit by are all quite negative a lot of the time
0: <laughs> and um, yeah we got a lot of negativity at the start of the season um, Quite a bit of it valid, but um, yeah, we'll come on to that, I'm sure, um, as the season goes on. So in terms of your favourite players, who's the favourite players you've seen in your time following the team?
1: Well, I'd say I was always a massive fan of Grant Holt. But I think, and this is probably a bit more kind of uh, uh, up to date, but um, I love Matt Sadler. Um, I think he's just an absolute legend for the town. And I know we're probably going to come on to a chat later about this a bit. But um, yeah, I'm just kind of a bit of a model professional. And especially after, you know, when he got um, uh, dropped under Mickey Mellon and then came back with Hurst. And, and last season, he just didn't really put a foot wrong. Uh, and I just think he's kind of like, kind of epitomises everything about the club. So yeah, he's a bit of a, a, a favourite of mine.
0: Cool. And then hopes for this season, kind of like, obviously, obviously a lot of turmoil with Hurst leaving and players moving on. It's just kind of like, what's your expectations or hopes for the season?
1: Um, so I think we were spoiled last season. Um, so I think, um, again, we're probably going to talk about this in a bit, but I'm, I'm still confident and I think we're we'll doing all right. I'm thinking, I say confident, I think, I'm thinking kind of uh, upper mid table, just missing out on the playoffs. And I think that would be a good season.
0: Cool. Cool. So we've got quite a lot to cover. So um, when the last podcast um, was aired, um, we hadn't even sold Toto no to- to- and, a s- a to- to- and Nolan. So it was a while ago. Um, so quite a bit has happened. Um, Glyn and I will come back probably to cover the kind of the, the hearth aftermath when he gets back in a couple of weeks time. But we've got quite a few games to get through, haven't we, Nath? So we've got the the Charlton game, um, the Burton game um, and the Blackpool game. So um, we'll jump into the Charlton game. Neither of us could go, could we, if We couldn't attend this game.
1: No, no, I couldn't. No, it's, uh, it was on a Saturday and uh, we're, we're, my wife and I actually have a shopping towel town as well. So I was working in the shop that day. So, um, no, I couldn't make it. <laughs> so
0: you're grafting. So, yeah, so we've got Abe Plymouth. So Abe Plymouth will share his thoughts and we'll jump into the Burton game. So, yeah, so let's jump into the Charlton game.
1: Away eventually. up it goes to Holt. He does really well. This is Humphrey. It's 2-0 Shrewsbury Town. Well, Humphrey made the first for Holt. Yeah, so um, the team selection was... Well, we obviously went for Coleman and goal again, um, but kind of like the the, the big news was uh, Sadler being uh, dropped, um, and he brought in Waterfall um, for his debut and actually made Waterfall captain, and he was at centre back alongside Beckles, and then brought Haynes in at left back, and then Lewis Bolton at right back. Um, and then there was a kind of completely new, I mean, the spider of the team's completely changed now, so we had uh, um, Doherty, uh, Laurent, I think that's how they say it, especially on the radio, uh, and Norburn um, in midfield, Worley and Gilead on the uh, on the wings, and then he played uh, Amadi Holloway up front.
0: So, um, So it was a, and a frustrating game, I guess, for Saron. For the game ended 2-1. Um, we conceded in extra time, which is disappointing. Um, so as neither of us went, we did get some comments from Aid just so we can kind of cover this game off. So so we asked Aid, like, what was his overview of the game? Um, so he thought we controlled the game for long parts, didn't score, we have the quality in the final third, and two poor defences error, um, but Charlton really weren't much. I said, so who was his man of the match? He said no one really stood out. Interestingly, he said that Waterfall um, looked good. Um, and he liked Norborne. So it's interesting, isn't it, that Waterfall came in um, and took Sadler's place and his armband. So was that a bit of a surprise for you, Nath?
1: It was a bit, but I guess he was captain at Lincoln. And, you know, I think if, you've, if you know what a player's like, and I think there's a lot of importance put on captains these days. And I know a lot of kind of foreign managers have come into the game and kind of actually said, you know, essentially you have 11 captains out on the pitch. So, you know, it's just kind of, you need to pick one person. So I'm, I didn't see too much into that. Um, no, no.
0: Cool. Um, so what did um, Aid think? So Aid thought that um, Sadler should have been dropped so he was quite clear about that um, and he said if he's concerned about pace he should have played Beckles and Sadler and he said another sounds like a manager potentially too worried about the opposition so that's an interesting thought. On the midfield three, he thought the midfield three looked great but unfortunately we just just not to finish it off. And I think that's probably a theme, isn't it? You know, throughout the throughout the games that we've seen and um, the midfield are quite, were quite quite good. And it's interesting that they started well as well.
1: Uh, yes, they certainly I think in all the games I've seen, and obviously we're gonna get onto this in a bit, but the midfield have been kind of you know, very promising.
0: Cool. So, so there, that was a Charter game. We'll leave that one there quite quickly because there's quite a lot to go through. Um, obviously it's been we obviously played Charl a lot in recent years with the holidays and stuff. So the away attendance wasn't huge, but yeah, you know, I think everyone's a little bit sick of playing Charl, so it's nice not to play them for a while. So, um, so now we're going to the Burton game.
1: So yeah, so on Tuesday night we played Burton Albion, um, and uh, we lost two one in the Carabao Cup first round. Um, it was. Obviously, there was one stand of the stadium shut, but the attendance was 2,708, so... I personally think that wasn't a bad attendance for a Tuesday night um, and obviously the safe standing was uh, quite full and, uh, and to honest, it's some of the best atmosphere I've seen or, um, even for only 2,000 people and it's probably uh, louder than some of the home games were last season when you probably had about 6,000 people.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think the south stand was good. I think it probably helped as well, wasn't it, that the west stand was closed. Um, we don't really know this but I think the west stand was closed because of the painting, wasn't it? There was all the um, there was load of sheets all dragged across the um, the seats in the west yeah. stand um, but the the side stand was really in really good voice and obviously every all the singers are in the in the stunning area so that was good
1: yeah no definitely yeah no i did wonder what those uh, <laughs> it does make sense about the painting now because i thought <laughs> why, why there's no one sat there why do they have to block the away fans away but yeah that makes sense and obviously there was a nice lick of paint on the weekend that like i did notice yeah
0: so the paint is looking good so um so both teams um also had a great start to the to the league Um, both of them had lost both their games but interestingly um burton um but and lost four of the last five visits to the Meadow. So, you know, in terms of our recent history against them, you know, we're coming on to a potentially have a good one. But unfortunately, it didn't go that way. Um, so, yes, yeah, so who who played this game, Maeve?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so the team selection, it was... Uh, I think there was a lot of people expecting to be quite a few changes with, like, some of the signings that we'd uh, made... Um, but he pretty much stuck to the same team that played the Charlton game, other than he replaced uh, Amedee Holloway up front with The Shop, uh, which, again, I'm sure we're going to chat about this in a bit. Um, but the lineup was obviously Coleman in goal, he had Bolton, Waterfall, Beckles, and Haynes in defence, uh, a midfield three of uh, Laurent, Doherty, and Norburn, uh, Warley, uh, Gilead on the wings, and The Shop up front. Um, but again, I think the other biggest debate was Sadler not playing again. Um, and again I think some people start starting to worry that he's kind of fallen out of favour especially, you know, as he was kind of uh, playing water as captain again
0: Yeah, I think, I, yeah it was interesting because he did comment on this after the game saying think he just wanted to play a, a back forward and to try and get used to each other, but yeah, and there's obviously a lot of scrutiny on ASCI and his selection and, and defending, but yeah, we'll come on to the, what what happened in terms of how he conceded in this game, and it sounds quite similar in some ways to the Charlton on games, so there seems a bit of a theme there. But I thought the Town Stand started the game all right, and I thought the first half from a Shrewsbury point of view was quite solid. So Burton did have a counter attack, um, but um, Bolton um, was able to block the shot from Templeton, who was always a bit of an outlet for Burton. Um, and it didn't take too long, you know, for, for Shrewsbury to score. So after twenty seven minutes, um we scored a really nice goal. So Norman picks the ball up in midfield, he finds Doherty, passes out to Bolton, who plays a super ball down the, the down the right flank, who finds Worley who finishes with a, a brilliant finish and yeah, at that point of the game, you know, we'd we'd kinda of been on top and yeah, it felt like, you know, potentially we were gonna kinda of get the first win of the season. What did you think at this point?
1: Uh, yeah, no, I was, I was feeling very positive at this point and Worley was looking really dangerous and it was quite interesting that it was kind of like two players that were kind of stalks from last season actually kind of setting up the goal, uh, which I guess was nice to see in a way, uh, although you probably do want the new signings to be, uh, start scoring, but it was just such a lovely move and the weighted pass to Warley in the finish and I think at that point you're thinking, hang on a sec, everything's going to be all right.
0: Yeah, because the fans were in good voice, whereas Town were winning. And I was like, yeah, well, OK, maybe we can put
1: those kind of two defeats to bed. But, yes, yeah.
0: Yeah, the, and then the kind of game kind of, I don't know, the game kind of, I don't know, Town's kind of inconsistencies kind of for me kind of came in. So there's a superb tackle from Laurent. who played it out to Warley and did a great chip um, to the shop. Um, and then Worley played a great cross, but we just couldn't find anyone. So that was really, really positive um, football. But I think after that chance, the rest of the half, I think we were a, bit, a little bit inconsistent. And uh, some of our passing was quite poor. And we were draw- drawing quite a few um, kind of, um, not boos, but kind of, you know, um, groans from the crowd. Um, what did you think, nave
1: yeah, I did. There was quite a few people kind of sat by me. Actually, you were sat just by me anyway. And I think a lot of people were like, you know, where's the movement and that sort of thing. And then, and then suddenly like passes were going astray. And, and it was kind of like fits and spurts. It was like we do a couple of lovely little moves and passes and then suddenly it would just give them the ball away. And it was just a bit frustrating.
0: Yeah. It was. And then it didn't help, did it? That then, um, then Norburn got injured. So he got injured in the Charlton game. Um, and then he came when he came off, um, Doherty had to sit. And that's not really Doherty's natural game. And I thought with Norburn, um, Doherty and Laurent, there was a bit of a natural kind of um, blend and bit of natural balance there. But with um, having three attacking midfielders in the of the park, it didn't quite work, did it?
1: No, it didn't. I think he was. I think he mentioned about afters about he would have probably liked to have bought Grant on at that stage, but I think especially he was kind of lacking a bit of uh, match practice and that. So he bought him Colkit instead, which he played all right actually. Colquitt. Yeah, I was he's quite impressed by team. him. Yeah, um, but I just feel like kind of there were three quite similar players in a way, and I think we did. I think up into you know we're one nil up, and then him going off. I think that did change the game a bit.
0: Yep. Yep. So. Um... We had a few more chances then, so um, Waterfall had a chance um, from a Wally free kick headed over, so it was good to see he's got that kind of asset. And then Doherty made a storming run, um, and the keeper had to make a save of his feet. That was a great chance. If we'd scored then, that would have really have, um, turned the game.
1: Yeah, it's, it's those margins, isn't it? And I think, again, we're probably going to mention this in a bit, but I think at that point you know, you 1-0 up, and you think, hang on, we're going to get 2-0 up at the break, and um you know, it just doesn't pull off. And then, obviously, you know, kind of what happens next and in, in the whole kind of aspects of the game changes.
0: Yeah, so so in terms of what happened next, so Burton kept the ball, switched the ball. Burton had to run out to press his man. Um, and then basically Timberton does him, doesn't he? He feigns to shoot. He doesn't shoot. He then shoots again. Bolton didn't block the shot, so that was quite poor. And then Coleman didn't really kind of, didn't, didn't manage to save to save the... Um, the, the shot, um, and there was a lot of debate about this goal, um, and a lot of debate about our defending overall in this game. And yeah, at this point, who would you would you say in was at fault, or would you say it just one of those goals, or do you think would you say it's a what would you kind of put put your finger on for this goal?
1: I mean, it was kind of one of those things, i probably put the blame, after watching it back, the blame more on Bolton than the keeper, because um, he just kind of, st- it's almost like he was already at half-time, and he just kind of stood off his man and let him get the shot in, and it was just really poor around, and yeah, the keeper probably could have done better at his near post, and obviously that's the second time that's happened after the Charlton game as well, being beaten at the near post, but he, I mean, I think it kind of came out of nowhere, and yeah, he probably should have been concentrating a bit more, but I, I've seen better goalkeepers let goals in like that, especially if they're kind of, you know, blindsided by it. So I can't blame him too much for it. And, um, but yeah, it was just one of these goals. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I'd agree with that. Um, and then, so yeah, went in at half time, won all, and um, I think it's fair to say that the second half didn't really start that well, and kind of the kind of the poor elements of the first half seemed to exacerbate, and we were probably making more poor passes, and just seemed to, couldn't see, and it's just kind of evidence of a team that is kind of getting to know each other. We kept making those poor passes again.
1: Uh, yeah, we did, and I think that's it. I think it's kind of what we have got to remember is, some of these players were signed literally like not even a week before they've played on the Saturday. And then they were playing on the Tuesday. And you know, they hadn't I think it was obvious that they hadn't had much time to get to know each other and and, and again, like I said earlier, there was like kind of fits and spurts and really nice play. So I, I can kind of see why it was a bit like that as much as it was frustrating for us fans.
0: Yeah, it was frustrating. And but I'd say it's a fair play to the fans in the Southstand though. They didn't stop chanting, did they? They were kept on going throughout the throughout the whole game.
1: No, it's been amazing. Like as I said earlier, like there was what, two thousand people there and they made so much noise and they say that was better atmosphere there than some games last season, you know, when we were kind of flying high in the league. And I think, you know, this safe standing has been incredible so far. And I mean, you know, there's a whole debate about safe standing, but I mean, you know, you really hope that other clubs can kind of follow our lead in that because as soon as if the away fans come to the ground and see that then they'll be well impressed.
0: Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, so yeah, unfortunately the game kinda of went from bad to worse here. So Burton made an attack, finding space midfield. Um, quite a nice kind of bit of play here. They played it left-hand side and they got and then they got the ball into the box. And then and then all of a sudden, um, Waterfall gives away a penalty. And at the time, in real time, did you think it was a penalty?
1: No, I didn't. Uh, but then I always reserve, as ASCI said, kind of afterwards, I couldn't, re- you know, from where we were sat, we were kind of lying on the other end of the, you know, we were in the um, kind of the Roland Whitchley stand, but you couldn't quite see it. But still, I mean, watching it, back Oof, yeah I don't think it was a penalty no in
0: real time I was like mm, is that a penalty I just kind of, yeah. have to kind of give the benefit of the doubt to the referee Um and th- and then yeah you watch it back and it was never a pen he just no. stood his ground and he didn't use his I thought I assumed at the game on the night that he used his hands or something and pushed him but he didn't do anything
1: no I just don't get it he kind of just got him he was strong and I think that's obviously something I've been quite impressed with, with for, like he's quite a strong player and he just kind of just stands up and gets in the way of the ball and the player and and then, let's, you know, he's, he's like, you know, signalling for a penalty. So, you know, it was bizarre decision. Um, you know, football's a contact sport. Uh, I don't really understand how he could have given that.
0: No, and that was frustrating. So, and interestingly, so, this is, so there was a bit a lot of debate between the Shrewsbury City Town fans um, about defending in this game. And, I don't know, I think there was a lot of discussion about Sadler um, and Maybe unfairly, but my view was that I think some fans of channel were trying to connect goals conceded so far this season to Sadler. And while I really want Sadler to play, and I think Sadler is a fantastic player. And what you said at the start of the pod is great. You know, he's a, you know at this level, you don't often get servants to the club. who have been there a long time. And to see his journey has been fantastic. But I don't think it's fair. I don't think you can really criticise ASCII for not playing Sadler. I don't think Sadler would have changed either of these two events. Individual errors led to the first goal. And it wasn't a penalty. I don't know. What would you view? What's your no I
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Um, I I think, you know, and I think it's kind of, with the benefit of hindsight, you know, obviously when we were kind of discussing this game um, before the game yesterday, then, you know, we are a bit like worried about kind of Sadler maybe, you know, he's going to play. But I think asCIi's kind of, as he said, you know, he was trying different formations out. He was a bit worried about the pace, which is why he played kind of Beckles instead. And I, I don't see how that penalty would have anything, you know, if Sadler's playing or not, you know, that's going to happen. So, yeah, no, I totally agree with you.
0: Cool. Um, and then, um, and yeah, and then interesting, you made an interesting comment. So, yeah, as the game kind of played out, um, you thought that Burton were targeting a certain player?
1: Yeah, I think Bolton just looked a bit rusty, especially after the first goal. He kind of like, you know, he was... He was um, you know, still off his man, and it, there was a couple of, like, wayward passes he did, and he just didn't look completely on the ball, Um and, and I just kind of felt like, especially in the second half, he kind of kept attacking, kind of, on his side, and just trying to target him.
0: Yeah, which is interesting, isn't it, that they were targeting him rather than Haynes, because, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come on to our top three in a second, but I thought Haynes was quite good offensively and defensively.
1: Yeah, no, Haynes did impress me. He didn't go in my top three, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but, um, you know, he was... I, th- I think he wasn't because he didn't really put a foot wrong. You know, he kind of just does his business and you don't even notice it. And that's probably the sign of a good player. So, yeah, Especially no right. Especially a fullback. Right. As, a, as yeah. a
0: former fullback myself, fullbacks <laughs> never get man of the match, whether they no. do well
1: or not. No, <laughs> you're right. They, no, they don't. So, no, yeah, he's been, you know, and again, kind of yesterday, which again, we'll talk about in a bit. But, you know, I've been quietly impressed with Haynes.
0: Cool. So, yeah, so who did you go for? So, your first ever top three on Saladcast, who did you go for?
1: <laughs> so, okay, so I went for number one, I went for Wally. Uh, I think he's been, well, especially the, you know up to this point, he's been probably our best player. Um, and I, I almost go to say he's probably been better these couple of games than he has been last season. Um, he's just kind of popping up everywhere and he's just kind of always a threat. Um, so kind of, yeah, he was my number one. Um, number two, I'm going to go for Doherty. He, he was kind of everywhere. Um almost kind of taken on that kind of older go-go role, you know, he was kind of, you know, not afraid to get the ball and, you know, he was pop up here and there and, you know, driving forward and, you know, kind of real positive play. So, you know, he, he impressed me. Um, and and I, I went for Gilead, actually. Um, I think the, the end balls weren't great, but I think, again, a bit like Wally, he was a threat. He's got so much pace and when he gets the ball, you can feel like people start, hang on a sec, he's going to run at the defenders and, I just, I've been, you know, I think there's going to be, I think he's going to be a good player for us. And uh, yeah, I've, I've been quite impressed with him. And I think there's more to come.
0: Cool. Well, it's interesting. So when, um, in the, when we're in, in the dark, dark days in Mickey Mellon, and when we've played really poorly, it's always really hard to pick a top three. And the fact that we had options in this game to pick a yeah. top three, for me, is always a quite an interesting sign for us doing the podcast. That, yeah. You know, there's quite a few players played all right. So yeah, I went for Warley. Um, Haynes I went for Haynes second because I just thought he was a constant outlet and I yeah. thought his, his accuracy in crossing um, and, and being an option was, was really positive positive. and then I went to Doherty as well so Doherty's game kind of had um, two kind of parts the first the first act was him playing as an attacking midfielder which I thought he was superb at and then um, when he was playing defense midfielder as well I thought he was quite solid so I thought he was good as well so yeah obviously you both quite like Doherty and yeah, yeah I heard him talk on um, BBC Shropshire I don't know if you heard that interview and he came across really well so it's quite interesting to yeah to hear him um, come in that way and sounds like we've got quite a few mature pros coming through that's into the team and you co- your comment on leaders um, obviously Grant played um, in, the sec- in the third game that we're going to cover and yeah. yeah, we've definitely got a lot more kind of vocal leaders on the pitch, that's positive.
1: Yeah, I, it's interesting I wonder if that's Ascii's kind of the sort of player he's kind of looking for, that kind of you know, kind of, yeah, you know, leaders which again, you know, goes back to me talking about the kind of the captaincy, but yeah.
0: Yeah, cool OK, so what did um, John Axis say about the results? So he said, we were very naive very naive, very naive, <laughs> when we went. Um, should have gone up 1-0, kept 1-0 at the break. We found it hard work in the second half, and we gave them a lift before time. We created chances, but gave away a soft goal, and we panicked a bit in the second half. Second half. And, yeah, panicking is quite a good word, actually, because that's what I'd say we kind of did in possession, didn't we?
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah.
0: Um, so the only good thing was it wasn't a three-point. He couldn't see it. He shouldn't really comment. Um, and it was nil-nil when, um, when Oli went off, um, when Ollie, and obviously we mentioned, you know, um, when he went off, the balance wasn't right. Um, he was very quick to kind of comment on the fans, saying how great they were. Um, and then he was asked about Matt Sadler, and he said Matt Sadler impressed him, um, but he just wanted to keep the back four together. So, yeah, I think you know, interesting comments from, obviously, there's been a lot of comments about Askey and his, you know, how much he's said and what he's been talking about. He does seem to be saying a lot more now there's football to be, to be discussed.
1: Yeah, I, it, it kind of strikes me as, he, I know Glyn's kind of mentioned it before on the podcast, and like, he strikes me as he probably doesn't really like chatting to the media, and but that doesn't mean he's not going to be, you know, some people say he's been on inspiring stuff, but we don't know what goes on in the dressing room, and, you know, and I just like, so what, you know, and it doesn't matter. And.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. It's it's interesting, is Because um, I saw um, Ipswich fans going mad about Paul Hurst. Paul Hurst did one of his rants. Uh, not rants. Actually, <laughs> he doesn't really he doesn't do rants, does he? Paul Hurst no. did one of his kind of very critical kind of um, of the players, and all the all the fans are saying he's lost the dressing room. And yeah, it, I thought we don't want to talk about Paul Hurst too much, but I thought it was quite interesting that you know their fans saying he's lost the dressing room, but we would never say Paul Hurst could ever lose a dressing room because his man management skills are so good. So yeah, I think it's always good to take these things with a bit of pinch of salt.
1: Yeah, that's I didn't actually know that about Hurst, but I think you're right there. I think last year, a couple of times, Hurst kind of, you know, he, he would go off on one. And, and I quite liked it in a way. It was kind of like showed a bit of kind of, you know, uh, like he cared. But yeah, I could see how some people could take it the wrong way. So it's interesting that Ipswich like saying that. But anyway, let's not talk about them. Mm. This is about Shrewsbury Town. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, cool. So to um, so the um, third game of the pod. So we played on Saturday. Um, we played at home um, to Blackpool and it was obviously finished 0-0. Attendance 5,200 so quite low attendance from Blackpool they'd brought hardly anyone um, and it's obviously it's as Glyn's on holiday it's that, still that kind of um, school kids holiday period mm. um, so there's a lot going on cricket season going on etc so attendance is down a bit but I'm sure it will pick up so in terms of a few stats um, interestingly that Salah are undefeated in the last eight games against Blackpool so that's a good record to have um, and obviously Blackpool went into the game um, without a manager so yeah, I thought it was actually quite a good time to play Blackpool.
1: Yeah, I did too, and I was kind of like looking at some of the Blackpool forums and stuff, and I think they're very much kind of like you know, they're not confident, but at the same time they were kind of looking at us and going, "Well, neither are they." So in a way, it was kind of almost cancelling each other out.
0: So yeah, so um, so yeah, carry on the tradition, uh, Nath, So who played in who played in this game?
1: <laughs> so I think the biggest news in this game was Saddler was back, um, yeah. which kind of you know. I think I kind of expected him to be back. And especially, with, you know, Askew was consistent with what he was saying. So, you know, we played Sadler. Um, I did see, and I, th- I know we chatted about his Ollie. that there was a few fans who were saying like, oh, it shows he's poor. He, you know, he, he's going against the original decisions he's made. And it's just like, you know, the poor guys on a hiding to nothing with some fans. But again, we'll probably talk about that in a bit. But, you know, Sadler came back uh, in for Beckles. Um, he had Bolton and Haynes uh, as the uh, fullbacks, And obviously Waterfall Say Sadler. Um, and the other interesting thing was Grant made his, uh, obviously he came on in the first game, but Grant made his debut. Um, and then we had uh, Laurent and Doherty uh, and then kind of familiar wingers now of Warley and Gilead. And uh, again, he kind of persisted with the shop up front, which I think some people were surprised about.
0: Yeah, it was interesting, isn't it? Obviously all the news was all about Sadler, um, but as we'll come on to, Grant um, was was had a massive impact on the game. Cool. So... In terms of um, the game, it's fair to say that the first half was quite a bit busier yeah um, it was yeah <laughs> and we, we created quite a few chances in this game so yeah we'll kind of highlight we'll kind of pick out kind of some of the key highlights of the game but i think this is worth saying at the start i think we created quite a few chances in this half would you agree
1: yeah definitely i think it was kind of you know we, we were going over the the first half and like kind of rewatching the highlights and like the majority of the highlights are all the first half and you you, you, you know you almost forget when you're watching the game and you watch it back you're like blimey you know it's kind of like so many chances and It is amazing we didn't really get anything out of this game, but there was kind of a lot to be positive about.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. So, um, in terms of um, the, the, the first kind of um, opportunity,
1: yeah. So, some of the highlights in the first half. Um, I mean, there, instantly, I think Grant had a quite big influence on this game, and, uh, and there was kind of a lot of pressing from midfield, and, and then kind of one of the attacks we did was you know pressing. Uh, we pressed uh, our forwards were pressing. Uh, Laurent won the ball um, and then kind of threaded it through to Worley. He drove into the box and kind of squared it. And I think the goal was basically begging for the shot to kind of just slot it in and he just scuffed his shot. I don't really know what he did. It was kind of his left foot and he kind of kind of fell backwards as he had his shot and it just kind of brushed his foot and kind of um and just went wide and I, I don't really know how he missed it. It was very frustrating. Yeah. And
0: it was and were you worried at this point? Because for me I felt a bit sick might be a strong word, but uh, it was just like that was a superb chance and yeah a league a good league one striker would have finished that chance
1: yeah it was i think i mean everyone again misses those but i think parole shop you know he's had a bit of stick in the last couple of games and you kind of thought well you know if he got that straight away then you know he's kind of not off the mark but off the mark in the game and you know we we probably could have got a couple more but i think he, i was a little bit worried you know it's like here we go again and
0: would you think that was the best chance of the game
1: um, there was a few other chances as well. It, yeah, it probably was the best chance of the game, but there was a few that kind of came close. Uh, close second, but yeah. So I kind of going on with the uh, um, some of the other highlights of the first half. There was um, a, a, bit, a bit of hold up play from the shop where he kind of falls backwards holding it up. Um, I think some people would say he didn't do much holding up and he did seem to lose the ball a few times um, trying it. But uh, on this instance, uh, when I was watching the highlights, there was actually an audible laugh from someone in the crowd when he fell over, which I thought was a bit harsh. Um, but uh, but um, <laughs> Wally, uh, Wally picked the ball up um, and then kind of uh, squared it to Doherty and he was kind of taken out. It was kind of across, across just in front of the box and he was kind of taking it out, but he kind of still managed to kind of get his foot on the ball. Um, and uh, and kind of the ref kind of almost waved play on at that point, um, and and it, it then came out to Gilead on kind of the left hand side. He checked back onto his right, um, and and kind of had a shot. And there, there were many shots kind of very similar, and it kind of just deflected off a defender and just wide. Um, it was really lovely movement, um, and it was really nice. Like Doakstey say, he kind of stood strong even though he was kind of getting hacked out. Um, and it's just a shame that the kind of like it was just that final shot, which was a common theme in this game.
0: Yep, no, definitely agree with that. Uh,
1: There was, I think, kind of one of the only times that kind of uh, Blackpool threatened in that first half was that uh, they were kind of thrown right um, uh, deep into the box. It was kind of one of their long throws. Um, They were kind of only really threatening from set pieces, I found. Uh, But yeah, so like the throwing came into the box and it was kind of, you know, nicely won by Waterfall. He was kind of showing his strength again. Um, there was a bit of a scrap on the edge of the backboard box, but I kind of like our defenders kind of held strong, and they, they did a really weak shot which didn't really trouble Coleman. So that was kind of one of the only kind of uh, attacks of note that they did in that half. It's interesting you mentioned about
0: the shop's hold-up play because I thought he did quite a good job holding the ball up and passing it on. But yeah, the, a lot of people are quite critical of him, and yeah, it feels like people are being critical irrelevant of how almost how people play a bit like the Sadler, the Sadler point so the next kind of good shot was really good hold up play from the shot wins his first header does a 1-2 Lauren goes back to Void, but Lauren um, gets the ball off him runs at the defender and has a weak effort and kind of like summed up the game, you know, like another chance, a, a super effort, but I'd put that down in the good effort opportunities.
1: Yeah, I did. I mean, I think the, the shot, I think shot was a bit frustrating, like he can hold the ball up, but there was just a couple of times he'd hold it up, like that instance, he kind of held the ball up, headed back to Laurent, Laurent did it back to him, and then he just did this kind of header down to their defender, so it was kind of like, I can see why people get frustrated with him, but I think... It, you know, again, I, I heard words like "donkey" after the game, and I just thought that was very harsh. You know, so you know, he he, he did. I, I know what you mean. He did all right. He did all right. Yeah. There was kind of another attack, and this was interesting because this actually came from Coleman. Um, and again, I think Coleman's distribution in the game wasn't the best, but this was actually quite a decent throw. So we kind of threw it out down the left wing, um, and Gilead's pace, he just kind of kept it in, and just with one touch, just kind of knocked it past the fullback, and then just ran onto it. And it was again, it was quite electrifying pace, really. And, and you know, everyone was kind of like, "Oh, hang on a sec, this looks good." And um, And again, he kind of took it into the box. But yet again, it was kind of like a carbon copy of what he'd done before. And it was just a tame effort, uh, just to the right. And the keeper just kind of gathered the ball. So again, it was a bit of a wasted chance. And, you know, you kind of think on another day that might have gone in. Yeah, it was
0: a really interesting counterattack, wasn't it? It was almost um, yeah, it was a super super throw from Coleman, put it in the right in the in the right area. Gilliard just took one touch and thought, right, I'm having the centre back, and he did it for pace. And I thought I thought Coleman came and got a lot of um, undue stick, and I don't know whether it's we just got a little bit um, spoilt last year of Henderson and his distribution. Um, And his distribution is, you know, Premier League quality It's absolutely, you know, he is that classic, that modern day sweeper keeper in terms of his distribution and passing ability. And I think he was getting a, you know, in the second half, there was a guy behind me who's often quite vocal and people were shouting at Coleman and he's like, he hasn't got an option. Did you feel that as well? Or did you think that common? he kicked the balls out. So, you, you know, he could definitely say that his kicking wasn't super because there's a few times he kicked the ball out for a, for a, for a goal kick to them, <laughs> yeah. which is not ideal, is it?
1: No, I think, again, it's one of these things, isn't it? I mean, he's, he's new to the team and I uh, you know he's finding his feet, and I don't think it was that. I mean, there were times I think you're right that there wasn't much movement when or anyone looking to get the ball. So you know he's kind of waiting there, and then some people are going, "Come on, kick it out!" But if he's got no one to kick it to or throw it to, then what can he do? Um, yeah. And then I think you know that was an example of actually when they when they do do the movement, he saw Gilead and and you know and, and he you know he, he, it was a nice move. So again, I think these sorts of things. You know, hopefully by the end of the season we'll just completely forget these things. And and you're right. I think we were supportive. Henderson. Henderson was a. Qual- to goalkeeper and I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. We're going to see Henderson in the Premier League in a few years' time. Uh, you know, uh, and and Coleman, he's a League One keeper, which is well, he's not a League One, but you know what I mean. Like he suits yeah. kind of League One, and, and he's, yeah, he's,
0: he's, he's acceptable for League One so far. Yes, he's that's, not, it's that's not surprising. That's, yeah. You know, you know, if he's given the ball away a few times, because yeah, he is, he is League One level. Yeah. Uh, but but it's interesting enough. One of the in the times that he got a lot of abuse in the first half, he do you know why he didn't do he didn't kick the ball because Sadler told him not to, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is really uh. funny. Oh, you've got Sadler telling the player to calm it down and the fans yeah. having to go at Sadler for telling yes. him to calm down but obviously Coleman got the abuse so I thought
1: that, that was quite a funny moment for me yeah you just can't win sometimes can you no exactly <laughs> and when
0: you're not winning you're not going to win are you if that no. makes sense so yeah at this point in the game we had a lot of sad attacks and I think it's worth just kind of pointing out that the fans were getting quite encouraged at this point and the chance really started kind of Really started getting some noise from both Block 19 and the South Stand, both making quite a bit of noise at this point. And at this point at the time, I thought, you know, we looked like we were definitely going to win this game.
1: Yeah, it was. I think there was a bit of a buzz about the ground at that point because we were kind of putting some nice kind of moves together and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, I think I was up out of my seat at one moment, you know, and kind of cupping them on and that. And um, and then there was just one final chance and there was just some lovely link up play on the edge of the box between Wally and Gilead. Um. And then kind of Gilead kind of surged uh, into the left of the box and square for Laurent. And it was a really lovely move. And But he just kind of... Laurent just kind of did this weird thing where he just kind of stuck his foot out to kind of guide it into the bot, into, the, into the corner of the goal. And... It was just kind of like, you know, stick your foot through it or something. But I could see what he was doing. And if it had come off, it would have been an absolutely cracking goal. We'd probably be still talking about it now. Um, And, uh, you know, it was just kind of frustrating. It was quite interesting to know there was kind of no one really coming in at the far post or anything. But, you know, it was a really good chance. And I'd probably say that's probably our second best chance of the game. I don't know what you think, Ollie.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a superb chance. Um, yeah, I'd say just just short after the, the chop chance. And you know, and in, in a normal game or last season, that, that would have been scored, wouldn't it? That would definitely yeah. would have been in the back of the net. <laughs> yeah, and right, yeah. just kind of sums up um, the bit of lack of luck we're having in front of goal. And ended the first half on a high. And I don't think at this point, I never would have thought we wouldn't have scored in this game. No,
1: I know. It was kind of, you just felt like it was coming. Um, and again, it was just kind of really positive play. And Blackpool weren't, weren't really showing much.
0: Yeah, so second half um, started all right. You know, good, good counter-attack from Salop. Um, Grant wins the ball. Five players are involved in the pass, and I won't list them all because everyone was involved in this. It was a superb <laughs> bit of play. Wally crosses the ball, and the defender um, just gets to it. I think there was that defender actually Ipswich were trying to sign him. Um, he was good. Um, he, um, he, he won the ball and went out for a corner. And I don't know, not a lot really kind of happened after that. I'd say, um, you know, there was that chance where Sadler launched the ball forward, and the shop chests it down. He swivels and shoots. And I don't know. What did you think there? Was it a handball?
1: Uh, I, I don't know I think it was I because was, I listened to the uh, um, the radio when I'm, I'm watching the game so I have kind of you know um, uh, Radio Shropshire commentary and I don't think they were even sure um, But and it's the on their thing, side
0: a bit closer to them as well
1: yeah it was and I think they were kind of thinking it looked like it might be in a handball and I mean the way kind of the, the shot reacts he kind of doesn't really pop up a fight so it must have been but even watching back the highlights I wasn't quite sure um, but the, they, they did blow up straight away so you know there was a the usual celebration when the ball hit the back of the net but by that point I think most people knew that it had already been kind of called um, uh, for whatever it was called for, yeah
0: yeah, and then i 'd say kind of the t- chances kind of dried up, Blackpool battled into the game and scrapped their way into the game you know they weren 't hugely impressive were they they played a few a few long balls
1: yeah that 's it and, I, and and you kind of expect that don't you like whenever especially when one side kind of is the better side and creates all the chances, the other side are always going to get a chance and kind of come back into it, um, and and you know you 're right, it did get a bit scrappy.
0: Yeah, and there was there was one moment where Grant kind of just did a super tackle. The ball kind of bounced around, and Sadler did another one to kind of stop them ch- chancing. And their big striker was a bit of a threat, but um, you know, as Askey points out in his post match, we only re- we limited them to one clear chance. So that was from a defensive point of view. That was that was encouraging.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think I was quite impressed by Waterfall and Sadler, and I, I kind of made a note before we knew what the team was going to be yesterday. I was like, I made a note saying I really want to see Sadler play alongside Waterfall, yeah. and. Uh, and, you know, and I think, I think they were quite strong together. And I think that's a, you know, um, a kind of a partnership that will hopefully grow this season. But you're right, you know, restricting them only to one chance is, you know, it was, it was pretty decent.
0: Yeah, so for those who weren't at the game and have maybe seen the comments online from town fans, you might be a little bit surprised that we've been quite positive so far. <laughs> but I think it was fair to say we're probably going to dial that down a touch now. So, yeah, so uh, let's ask you a question. um some ask you a question, Nath. <laughs> Do you think um, Askey was a bit late with his substitutions and his um, choice of substitutions?
1: Uh, yeah, yes, I do. I, they were late. I, I remember looking, thinking, blimey, you know, we're almost at the 80th minute and he hasn't made a sub yet. And uh, I think, but then again, every manager makes wrong. you know, I mean, how many times last season did we see Hurst and we were kind of chatting, well, hang on a sec, why hasn't he made a sub yet? Or, you know, uh, he'd made questionable decisions. But because we were getting, I mean, I know because we were winning it's different, but, you know, it, it's early in the season and, you know, it, we still experiment with the side, you know.
0: But do you think he should you think the shop should have come off earlier though?
1: I do think the shop should have come off earlier, yes. I think he'd kind of done everything he could and you know, I think he did polarise everyone and he would have been my obvious choice. I would have subbed him first yeah. and I probably would have bought an Amity Holloway for But him, the funny thing is
0: did. the funny thing is is that the shop wasn't even the first sub. So on the eighty fourth <laughs> minute he brought Warley off and, yeah. Um, yeah, how did the fans react to that one?
1: So, <laughs> so yeah, it was, um, I think there was a few, I mean, even I said, like, why is he taking off Warley?" Uh, at first? Um, but again, I'm not a manager. Um, but, um, yeah, I think he took him off and he kind of, Warley kind of got a really good kind of rousing reception, but at the same time, there were quite a few boos. And then there was quite a few people around me. I say a few, there weren't a few. Uh, you know, there was uh, one or two people around me started singing, you don't know what you're doing. And, I just think that's really harsh. It's the you know, second home game in the league and they're already saying that about a subs-
0: And I think, I think the fans were... I can understand the fans' frustration. I think the Warley at this point had, had kind, of, kind of disintegrated in terms of an attacking threat. At this point in the game, I don't think he was really a threat and he was drifting a lot. Um, yeah. So I see why he made the decision. Um, and I don't dis- necessarily disagree with the sub. I think if he'd done the the, the the John Lewis sub maybe on the seventieth minute, and then done this sub, I don't think we'd have got the reaction that we that we did. Or do you think I'm barking at the wrong tree?
1: No, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. So we <laughs> uh, I I totally agree with you. I think at first I was like, why well, he's taken off? But to be honest, Wardy probably had one of his quieter games. Like he had a good game, but he's played better in the last few games and you're right, he was tiring and he started drifting a bit and I can see why he did it. I just think you're right. I think maybe if just take the shop off first, but then, you know, he's not going to do subs because the fans want it. He's going to do subs because he knows what he wants to do. So, you know, I think we just got to look at it both sides and, yeah, I think yeah. it's interesting
0: at this point. I think I'd have been I'm just a, bit, a little bit disappointed that we didn't go for not two up top because I think the two up top myth is, means that you're more attacking. You know, it's, it's nonsense. Look at the way Spurs play. You know, they, play, <laughs> they don't play with two out and out strikers, do they? But they score a fair few goals. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would have take, maybe taken off one of the central midfielders and play a more attacking guy, and maybe Faye just playing off the shop or Holloway would have been a probably I think would have been a more uh, more attacking and different option and given some because they didn't like it when we ran at them. So Faye. No. Would have come on a bit earlier I think he would have caused them some
1: problems yeah yeah definitely because you know it, a bit of pace and that sort of thing so yeah no, I totally agree with you
0: yeah and yeah maybe even taking Gilead off because by this time you know both of them were, uh, ran a lot and they played on Tuesday night um so yeah I think the Faron fans obviously the, the booing of Wally and then the chanting of you don't know what you're doing I think was a little bit unnecessary um I can understand the frustration but I think it's I think it's a little bit too early and I think I don't think it's I don't think it's really fair on the bloke. You know, he's had to make a lot of changes late. He's made a lot of transfers. You know, the hollow, the um, the Nolan and the um, Toto one was forced upon us late, um, which meant he had to make changes. So I think we need to give the guy a little bit more time. But I can yeah. understand the fans' frustration at the end of the game because the subs and some of the decisions are leading fans to now question him.
1: Yeah, totally. I, I just think um, if this was at the end of the season we're rock bottom and he's making the choices like that, I can understand it. But, you know, it's... How many games into the season now? Three games into the season. In league games, yeah. Yeah, yeah, league games, sorry, into the season. And you just... You know, we haven't even played that bad. If we were playing awful, I'd understand, but we're not even playing that bad.
0: No, we are, we, and we're creating chances. Um, and in this game, I'd say we probably created maybe, like, I'd say, well, we've discussed two, like, super clear chances, three yes. three or four really good ones and a couple of other, like, decent shots. So I'd say we had you know, we had 19 shots in the game in total. I'd say we created at least seven really, really solid chances to score.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I think I think the telling thing was when he brought on um, Amity Holloway for the shop and um, straight away his hold-up play, he kind of had this little attack where he held the ball up, he did this amazing turn, uh, kind of surged, surged forward, Passed it out to the wing to Gilead. Um, sorry, sorry, to Laurent to Lauren, and yeah. to Laurent. Sorry, and Laurent. You know, and, and Laurent was through on goal, and you know, it was an absolutely amazing chance, and he just fired straight at the keeper's legs. And
0: so, yeah, exactly. He had two amazing chances, and the shop
1: had yeah. one. So
0: yeah, the game could have easily have been three or four nil.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. It's frustrating. And like on another day, it would have been, you know, but it's just, yeah. uh, lady luck isn't shining on us at the moment. No, it it isn't. No. <laughs>
0: So um, so before we go on to the top three, I thought we'd be more interested maybe we just talk about the opposition for a little bit. So we, sometimes we don't always do that much on Saladcaster. <laughs> no. Very Salad-focused. So, yeah, in terms of um, Blackpool, just interested, who do you thought kind of stood out for Blackpool?
1: Um, oh, I think you've already mentioned like the centre-back, um, uh, Curtis Tilt, um, I think, you know, it's a few times he kind of had the measure of the shop, really. So, you know, he did. I think that's the thing. We've got to look at it from that point of view, like he had a good game against him. So kind of restricted our chances, really pressured them um, really well Um, and kind of, um, you know, so he, he impressed me a bit. Um, and I think it's interesting that you said about Ipswich, he's actually been linked with it, so there's a bit of irony in there, he's been linked to Ipswich, and I think even, I was kind of looking earlier, and apparently, um, you know, they're still in for a loan deal for him, which is interesting.
0: Oh, okay, that's interesting, Maybe a paid loan fee. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So for me, I'd go for for Jay Spearing. I thought he just controlled there. Without him, they would have nothing going forward at yeah. all. Um, he was he was in, he got the ball from deep. He was playing in attacking roles. And you know, you take him um, take Tilton Spearing out of that team, and they are. We haven't seen obviously many teams that this season, so it's a bit early to potentially make mm. a judgment on who's going to go down. But you take those two guys out of that team, and you say they're going to they're going to really kind of struggle.
1: No, yeah, I, t- I feel a bit sorry for the Blackpool fans. About kind of what they're having to go through, especially with kind of the ownership and kind of you know the boycotts they've been doing in their home games, and you know. And I'd say I say I kind of had a look at their review for the game, and you know, they're very much like the team choices they made and that sort of thing was was a bit bizarre, apparently. And you know, so you know, I, I, they're, they're quite negative, and I think you're right. I think if they lose tilt, then that they're they're going to be, um, you know, probably looking at uh, relegation.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Cool, so yeah, so top Um, so, who did you go for?
1: Um, So number one uh, on his full debut, I went for Grant. Um, I thought he had a cracking game, he was everywhere, he really commanded kind of like that kind of, uh, I suppose that Godfrey rolling away from last season and, and and I was really impressed with him and, you know, he really strong, set up a few attacks and yeah, no, he looks really good. So yeah, Grant number one. Um, I went for Laurent number two. I think his pressing high up was really good and again, uh, just kind of causing problems and just kind of uh, popping up everywhere. Um, and third, I went for Doherty. So it's all the midfielders, all the central midfielders. But they, they did really impress me. They, they worked their socks off. And I think I mentioned about Doherty earlier, he's not afraid to get the ball. And, you know, he's just, he, he, he looks like a decent player.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. We were talking, obviously, in the um, Burton game, weren't we, about passes going astray. Mm. Um, but I thought there was a noticeable improvement in that in, the, in this game against Platteball.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think you can see they've, they've they've had a bit more time on the training ground together. They're starting to get to know each other. Grant look a bit more fit because he obviously started the first game. He kept well, sorry, didn't start. He came on in the first game of the season, and you know the, the, some of the guys behind me were again, oh, he looks useless. And you know he did give the ball away a few times, but he looked like a different player yesterday. Yeah. Um, and uh, but no, you're right. I think the passing they, they do look like they're trying to form an understanding together.
0: Cool. And then, yeah, so I went for Grant, Lauren, and then Wally. And while Mm. Wally's Wally's second half performance wasn't as good, and I definitely think his legs have gone. um, and actually, he said this as well, that um, um, Wally told him that in training on the Saturday that he, he was feeling tired. So that's, p- that's contributed oh, to making the substitution. So I went for Wally because I thought his contribution in the first half was fantastic. But, yeah. you know, easily could have been Gilead, easily could have been Doherty. You know, yeah. Both both fullbacks had a uneventful game, which often means that they had a good game. Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah. And I thought, yeah, Sadler and Waterfall were both solid. So it's quite hard to pick that third player. But for me, Grant stood out a mile. Um, yeah. And interestingly, actually, you know, everyone was talking about Sadler. Sadler um in this coming back in this game. But who do you think made the biggest impact on the game? Was it Grant or was it Sadler?
1: Uh, I'd definitely say Grant. Um he just he just looked like a quality player. Yeah. Um and I, I'm you know, he really did protect that defence, and he, he won yeah, so he, many balls. And it's interesting, yeah, he did. you know, yeah. when
0: you're watching the, as you said, when preparing <laughs> for the pod, when you when you're watching the, the game back on extended highlights, and you know you've got to talk about it, you do notice sometimes things that you don't always notice in the yeah. game, yeah. and the number of tackles he did, and he was always, he's one of those players, you know, a bit of a league one, Kante. he's in the right place at the right time.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, yeah league one, Kante, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to try that one forward. But, then, um, but, no, uh, but yeah. the one
0: thing that I would be <laughs> concerned about him is um, he looks quite hot-headed.
1: Yeah, he does a bit. There's something about him, isn't there? And you can kind of see you know, a few times a season he might kind of lose his head. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. Um,
0: and one thing about leaders
1: as well. So one thing that was
0: interesting. So um, a friend of the pod, Andy Davis, um, who pl- was a, um, played um, professional football, and it was always fascinating talking to him because he always has a different insight to the game and different view. And one thing I was looking for in this game was the talking of the players, but not just the talking the players amongst themselves, the talking to the ref. And one thing yes. Andy was often critical last year is that, you know, we we're a little bit naive in terms of how we'd manage the referee. Yeah. But I was qu- quite impressed that Waterfall, Sadler and Grant were often in the ear of the ref and trying to, you know, coerce him and trying to, get to make chances and decisions go our way. Um, because we know it, you know it works and we know it happens. Um, so I think it was quite good to see those guys, a um, mm-hmm. new spine in the team, you know, talking quite a lot.
1: Yeah, I think, and it goes back to that whole thing we were chatting earlier about like these players he signed, like they do seem to be kind of a bit more leaders, you know, and kind of a bit more vocal. And you don't, I, th- you, I think this
0: team's a bit tough.
1: You would yes, say you're not a team yes. you're going
0: to mess around with.
1: No, no, you're right. And, you know, especially as a stage at Waterfall, he just looks kind of, I, I guess, I, I did read somewhere, you know, he's a bit like a League Two bully boy, you know, coming from Lincoln, but. If he's going to play alongside Sadler, is that such a bad thing? He's a bit more streetwise. And I think, you know, I, I think you're right. I think hopefully... Yeah, it's going to be a bit a more steel. Because, yeah. yeah,
0: the team last team was, season was fantastic. But, you know, being a bit streetwise, you know, in the, the Chaka final where we were a bit soft. Exactly. And kind of. yeah. I just I, just, I can imagine if, it, if a game goes a bit nasty, you can imagine Doherty, you can imagine Grant, you can imagine Waterfall, you yeah. know, Bolton does it as well. You can imagine them standing strong against yeah. this opposition. Yeah, it would be nice We're not going to get bullied. Yeah. So what did ASCII say? So he thought the performance was very good. Again, created a lot of chances and restricted them to um, to one chance. The uh, regarding performance, he was really pleased. And, you know, if you said everyone came to the game today, they say that, you know, we definitely deserve to game, win yeah. the game. Um, we keep performing like that. It won't be long until we start winning um, games. If so there's a few more who are getting better, hopefully we start and hopefully we'll move up the table. So, yeah, that's our view of the game. And we've been fairly positive because I think we did play really <laughs> well.
1: Yes, but, oh, I do. I totally agree. I think, sorry, so um, I took a friend along and he, he sat next to me and he's he's, he's new to Sh- uh, Shrewsbury. He's moved up from Oxford and it was his first game. And I asked him afterwards what he thought. And he said, you know, we were by far the better side. He didn't think Blackpool were very good, mind you. But he mm-hmm. said we're far the better side and he's not quite sure how we didn't win that, you know. So that's coming from kind of like a, you know, someone who doesn't, point. a neutral, yeah. And, you know, I think he was a bit miffed by the booing and that sort of thing. And it only took me to kind of explain like the context. So, you know, I, I think it was just quite interesting to have that kind of viewpoint.
0: Yeah, cool. So let's just do a little bit of summary in the start of the season. We've only played a couple of games, but we got to kind of address, and there's a lot of frustration and maybe even anger um, with ASCII at the moment. But yeah, you did a bit of digging on Askey's, um start to his um, yeah, Macclesfield season.
1: Yeah, so I did see online someone posted this, so I, I, can't, I can't credit this first stat to be mine. But um, it was just last season, obviously, Macclesfield got promoted um, under ASCII. And um, but they actually only gained five points from the first five games last year. Um, granted, they did win their first game, but then they kind of struggled a bit. So I think, you know, what are we on? We're on one point from three, but, you know, a couple of wins in our next two and, you know, it, it could all be different. Back into the table. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's so early days and, you know, um, and, and, I just, and there's a couple of things I looked and they, they actually lost twice in a row, three separate times last season. And, you know, they usually say like teams that kind of get promoted or win, they don't tend to lose, you know, uh, two on a trot. You know, they they might lose a game, but they'll always bounce back. So it was quite interesting to see that they'd actually lost twice in a row, three separate times. Um, interesting
0: as well. If we'd um, if we'd won, if we'd won yesterday, obviously, yeah. um, we'd have been on th- we'd have been on uh, three points, so we'd have gone up to sixteenth. But you go to four points, all the way up to eighth. So yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's know. obviously obviously you got the two teams, Peterborough and Portsmouth, have started really well. But uh, yeah, I think I think I think it's really hard because I don't want to balanced. Um, and fans are upset, and I think it's probably worth coming on to why we think the fans are upset. But yeah, you're going to say that Macclesfield, yeah, had a good season last season, didn't they?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, you know, they, they won the league by 10 points in the end. Um, but then, you know, I even saw those weird, like, they lost 6-0 to, uh, is it, um, I can never say it's like, filed, filed isn't it? Yeah, yeah filed, yeah. Um, uh, you know, in January. And I know, I think, you know, I heard stuff about in January, like, the players didn't get paid and stuff, so that might explain that. But they lost 6-0. I mean, teams that get promoted don't usually lose 6-0. So, you know, whereas I don't want to kind of, like, be, oh, i got to say this man's losing, you know, it, it just shows that it's early days and, you know, it's. it's he can obviously get a team playing and, you know, to win the lead by 10 points is, is no mean feat. Yeah,
0: no, definitely. So in terms of a few kind of, we've put down a few debating points to kind of go on. So mm. um, so obviously there's a lot of um, kind of um, upset town fans with Hurst and, and with obviously losing Toto and and um, Toto and Nolan and not science, pain leaving, which is a bit of yeah. a shock. Mm so Payne seems a bit of an odd one because Payne has put on Twitter that he didn't want to leave, he's never asked to leave so from that message you insinuate the club kind of you know, kind of shuffled him on a little bit or encouraged Bristol Rovers to sign him so that's yeah. a bit of an odd one so that's upset the fans. Um, we obviously lost Toto, we lost Nolan um, we obviously we couldn't, we didn't re-sign a go-go, we didn't re-sign Brown um, and um, Rodman as well left and obviously then the three lone players all kind of departed so mm. I think town fans feel a little bit upset in terms of the, how many players have left
1: yeah and it's understandable I mean you know I, I was a bit gutted by some of these guys leaving but you can't I mean even if Hurst had stayed do you think they would have stayed do you know what I mean it's kind of it I think I mean it would have been also different if we won that playoff final but yeah, yeah. We, we, we won't go there but um, I mean a lot of them they were just going to leave anyway and this is what happens in League One doesn't it teams you know Players leave. There's quite a bit of a round, you know, a merry-go-round of players.
0: You look at the look at a team close to where you grew up, Bristol City. Yeah. You know, they, they've lost they've lost their best central defender and their best their, lost their best striker to bigger yeah. teams. And yes, unfortunately, that's where we we sit. But um, yeah, we'll come definitely come back to this with Glynn But um, and then in terms of signings, in like have you been quite impressed? Like, who have we signed? We signed obviously the goalkeeper. We'll come back to the goalkeeper. Yes. but <laughs> to the midfielders, I'm quite impressed with the midfielders he signed.
1: Yeah, no, I am too. And, you know, not forgetting, like, Colcote, you know, he he didn't start yesterday. And I've liked what I've seen of him. Um, And, you know, and obviously he's he's from Chelsea. Um, You know, Grant came in yesterday and looked great. We've got Norburn as well, which I think is our record signing, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Norburn, I I really like the look of him on Tuesday. And and you could argue, as we've already have, you know, him going off kind of was, uh, you know, a big kind of... um, uh, turning point in that game and you know so you've got all these players to come in um, Haynes as we've already discussed you know he's looking pretty decent so I've actually been very impressed I think all these players they look strong they look decent players and I think with a bit more time they're going to they, you know I think would be pretty decent.
0: Yeah one thing that I'm a bit concerned about is it does seem to be a culling of anyone connected to Hurst yeah. <laughs> which is <laughs> odd so were you surprised that um, Morris and Bryn Morris and um, and Hendry have gone out on loan?
1: Um. Yes and no, I I kind of feel like there's this whole thing about the Hearst players leaving, you know, like he's getting rid of all the Hearst players, but you, you've got to think last season, you know, Morris didn't play in every game last season, no. and, you know, and, and nor did Hendry, they were kind of bit apart players in Hearst side, and I yeah. think people seem to forget that, so... Uh, I'm kind of like, are they big losses? they would probably nice to have that strength in depth, but I've been quite impressed by the guys he's brought in, so I'm not yeah. too worried about these guys that are leaving, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I'd say that, um, you know, I know it's very early days, but, you know, out of um, Lauren um, and um, Ollie Norburn, and Doherty, I prefer those three over
1: Bryn Morris. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And I, I did like Bryn Morris, you know, he did yeah, his he job. Yeah, a good but player, but,
0: you know, yeah. interesting because I was kind of defending Bryn Morris and then someone said, well, he bottled it in the Checker Trade final. i like, well, most <laughs> people did, but yeah, interesting, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting um, that um, yeah, that happened. So that's interesting. So I think, yeah, there's a lot of debate about tactics, but I think that the players leaving and also some of the favourites and Issa um, obviously isn't getting in the side and these all these little points together are kind of adding up a little bit of frustration yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's on a hiding to nothing. Really, isn't he? everything he seems to do at the moment isn't isn't right. But I think you know, even Isa, like oh, Isa, sorry, um, Issa, uh, even Isa, he, you know. How many games did he play last season? Okay, he did start the one game and did score a cracking goal. But again, he was a bit of a bit part player, and I think he's one for the future. And from what I've seen, you know, I think he just wants him to go out on loan to get some match practice, which will be good for us, you know.
0: Yeah, well, Chris Hudson who was on the podcast with Glenn last time uh, mentioned that Goldson went out on loan, which was everyone was surprised by at the time. But then mm. when he went, on, I think he went alone, doing loan to Cheltenham. I can't, um, I can't remember. And he went on loan, um, and then he came back, and yeah, then and then he was the yeah the Rolls Royce that were, the, he he is, and <laughs> he's pulling. Yeah up trees that um, <laughs> um, Rangers Rangers absolutely love him Yeah. Um, so yeah he went on loan to Cheltenham for four games then came back it was yeah. obviously only a short loan but yeah everyone was gobsmacked that he went out so you don't know what's going to happen and yeah he has said Aski has said that you know it gives his players a chance to play and, and come back yeah. but also a lot of people are kind of questioning his tactics but he seems to be playing exactly the same tactics as first <laughs> I know
1: I know you can't win can you no I totally agree I, I can't complain about his tactics I think you know I think we've just been a little bit unlucky. And and some people might say then, well, you know, but, you know, you make your own luck, but... I just, I feel like just a bit more time and I've been, you know, the tactics are fine. I don't see how anyone can really complain about them.
0: No, we're playing. So just for those who haven't been there on those exiles, we're playing the same kind of four, five, one, four, three, three um, formation with a, with a sitting midfielder who's in this game, it was Grant. Um, And I think Grant made a big difference in the kind of, you know, in terms Mm -hmm. of your FIFA game, in terms of chemistry that, you know, the chemistry kind of improved with him in the team. Um, So, We've been very positive in this podcast, and obviously, there's a lot of fans that are quite upset and disappointed with how we're going. And I understand from a results point of view, it's poor. Mm. There's no getting away from that. It's poor. We've lost some players that we like, and the results are not there. But we've only narrowed, we narrowly lost to Bradford at home. We, um, we narrowly, and we should have got a point away at Charlton. Definitely, um, yeah. You know, it was a close defeat to Burton, and we should have scored yesterday. So, yes, as the games mount up, a uh, more and more pressure is going to build upon the manager. But I'll ask you this question, Nate. How do you think? How would you feel if we'd lost like three, four 0 in all these games?
1: I'd I'd probably be a bit more negative. <laughs> uh, I don't think, but we, you know, I think this probably would be completely different. I think we'd be kind of analysing, you know, where's it all going wrong with the players? Why aren't we playing? But we we haven't. You know, we've played well.
0: You're a, a regular at the Prince of Wales, aren't you, Nate?
1: Yeah. So we we um, we always go to the Prince of Wales before the game and uh, in, in Bellevue. Um, and Ian who runs the place he you know he does a cracking job and he puts a coach on so um you know ha- have a, have a pint before the game and then you can get you can you know he's the programs there um, so you can buy a program but yeah he does a good he does a coach to the ground um, it's an away for any pub as well which is always nice cuz at the first game of the season it was absolutely Full of Bradford fans, but oh, cool. it makes quite a nice atmosphere. You know, you kind of they're, they're, everyone's always friendly, but yeah, he does a coach to the ground, uh, drops you by the back of the West End, uh, and then you just get back on the coach the, uh, after the game, straight back to the pub. And I mean, you joined me there last year, didn't you, yeah, Ollie, for a game? Yeah, so um, but um, got back to the pub yesterday, and like it's just a couple of guys, you know, saying about kind of. Aske's kind of um, his behaviour on the touchline and, and I just think you know you're clutching his straws here but you know they were complaining that he stood with his hands behind his back watching the game and I'm like well what else is he meant to do and uh, you know it, it's just quite frustrating that every little thing he just can't seem to do right at the moment.
0: Yeah I've, I've seen quite a few fans talk about his um, behaviour and how he operates and he isn't passionate and Again, it's always easier to make these comparisons, but Hurst didn't even watch the first half from the sideline, no. so there's no <laughs> passion didn't. there, and he and he didn't shout at players. And one thing I did notice actually in the Burton game, because where we were sitting, we were closer to ASCIi he was quite quick to kind yes. of give comments on players if they gave the ball away. but Hurst would never ever do that. So yeah, I I, th- I think I, th- I think it's just yeah, another example of fans being frustrated, um, yeah, and looking for kind of reasons of why we might not be losing as rather than just being a bit, a bit unlucky, which seems a bit of a, a bit of a cop-out really doesn't it
1: yeah I think there was one other thing I read as well and I think it was about um, a waterfall after the um game last week I think the Charlton game and apparently he referred to Matt Sadler as Sadler and apparently that's a bad thing <laughs> and like why isn't he referring to him as sads and that sort of thing And you just kind of feel like it's just a passing comment you know like stop reading too much into it
0: yeah, no, definitely cool. Yeah. Two games coming up quick. Um, we've got um, away at, at Doncaster and then the um, away at um, Luton as well. Um, are you going to either of those games?
1: Uh, sadly, not. No, no. I don't. Ha- I, I'm going to try and get to a few more away games this season, but as I say, I struggle a bit because you know we, we have the shop in town, and like, I don't want to kind of be away every week, kind of watching the football. And I like to kind of help out there, so um, I will get to some away games, but no, sadly, not going to these ones.
0: Cool. I'm debating going to the. Um, the, the, the way you game at Luton so I need to see there and then um, yeah so Tuesday night I won't be going so I'll be following that on iFollow so two yeah. games um, to try hopefully try and get some more points um, if we don't get um, any points in those two games five games to one point that's going to be a pretty poor start of the season
1: yeah it is I, th- I think again I'm not going to jump on any bandwagon so I'm not going to say anything but you would hope we'd get a few points out of these games and, and you know I, I'm, I'm fairly positive
0: Cool, cool. So, yeah, so let's close the games there and just go on to a little bit of Salop News.
1: And they drew 2-2 at Millmore only a few days ago, but here comes Shrewsbury now with Stevens. Great chance. Must surely be a goal for Taylor. Shrewsbury are back in
0: it. So just one little bit in Salop News just to cover, um, and this is a topic that would be very close to Glyn's heart. So there was a bit of a ticket disaster on the Burton game, so there was huge queues. I don't know if you saw those queues.
1: Yeah, I did yeah. We got um, when we arrived on the coach from the pub. Um, it, I think everyone was like, "What the hell is going on there?" And they were kind of backing all the way up through the car park, and it was you know for for a Tuesday night kind of league cup game. It was uh, it was um, quite surprising.
0: Yeah. So there seems to be a few issues. So one there was. Um that people were buying uh, tickets quite close to the start of the game, um, which is their prerogative, but there's always that risk you're going to have to queue. Mm. Um, And then there was also the issue, there was a lot of season ticket holders were um, collecting tickets, but they didn't need to because they were already on their season tickets. So I came round the back of the West Stand, coming into um, the Ronald Witchley Stand, um, and I was a little bit nervous holding my season ticket for the West Stand, hoping I'd get in. Um, But I did get in. um, Mm. But I was chatting to a few um, fans, and they they didn't even... think to bring their season ticket card with them because they didn't think it would work. So (laughs) let's just cut a bit of a potential long story short. The (laughs) ticket office is a bit of a disaster and they need to do something about it. There's issues. Last season, there was too much debate about the ticket office um, with the playoff games, the West Ham games, you know, poor service. And yeah, (laughs) I think it's probably fair to say this is probably the the biggest number one off-field issue with the fans at the moment.
1: Definitely. I think... (laughs) I think there's kind of two things to this. I think the ticket office needs to be better at this, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, I think I saw two, I think, because Glyn was obviously tweeting about this, and this is obviously close to his heart, and I saw like a reply from the club, and I don't know if it was to him or it was about it, and I think they said, you know, in in the 45 minutes leading up to kick-off, I think they had like 500 people turn up to get their tickets, whereas the hour before that, they only had 70 people, so you kind of...
0: But people are going to turn up then, but I'd also turn that around and say people are turning up late to buy a ticket or people are buying a ticket on the day because they don't really have faith in the other methods before the game no that is Cause a true. lot of people don't like yeah. the online kind of the way Ticketmaster works and you know it does say collect from shrewsbury when yeah. it went onto your card so i think i, th- I think the, um, the the article came out from the club was poorly worded and kind of hidden hid, hidden in the middle was some of the root causes and hidden was any kind of apology and Let's be honest, I don't think the club have the right to start criticising the fans until they sort their own house out.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, I think there is, I mean, there should be a bit of common sense in some people's game, but at the same time, you're totally right. I think the... I think they just need to be clearer and say, you know, these tickets go on the fan card, you know, uh, so people know they don't have to go and pick up their tickets. And I know some people are going to have to go and get the tickets anyway, but, uh, you know, straight away that would alleviate a hell of a lot of people going, well, do I need to go and pick my ticket up? They know it's on their fan, you know, the fan card or the season ticket, and they can just use that. So I think that would help. So they're they're, they're kind of not really helping themselves here.
0: No, and it's hard, yeah. and, and, And the classic thing, I saw the article was posted, and I knew what was going to happen, and typically, Tam fans, yeah, picked up on some <laughs> other the, the um, uh, some of the poorly choices words. So, yeah, it's a typical. I'm sure we'll come back to a Glyn because I'm sure Glyn um, Glyn loves talking love about the these kind of topics. Yeah, and yeah, yeah and <laughs> why there are chips back in the chips at the ground now. Yeah, there's a very weird <laughs> buffet kind of system going on. So, yeah, still quite a few things off the field that the club need to work on, but um, I'm sure Brian will work on those.
1: Yeah, Brian's been so good though, hasn't he? Recently, yeah. safe standing and stuff. So you, you, you can't. I think. You know, I think they'll get it. So I have faith they'll get it. Sort of. Yeah, exactly.
0: Cool. So, yeah, that kind of brings to the end um, your first kind of um, entry onto the podcast, um, Nath. So, um, yeah, um, any any kind of closing comments or any kind of thoughts about going for the season going forward.
1: Um I think all I'm gonna say is just keep the faith. I think we're gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and thanks for having me. It's been very enjoyable.
0: Yeah, no, thanks for having you on. Um uh, thanks very much. It's been great having you and um yeah, thanks for contributing to the pod. It's been great. And yeah, I think um yeah, it's always good to get different voices on and um me and Glenn have spoken a few times this, um in the we've talked, messaged each other a lot while we haven't been on the podcast together. We wanna to keep getting more voices on. So thanks for coming on and um yeah, so um yeah, obviously not a great start to the season. Um fingers crossed it is just a small blip and um yeah if Fingers crossed, we'll get some victories first. Otherwise, yes, I think it's fair to say I'm going to be getting a lot more critical <laughs> if we don't <laughs> start winning some games.
1: Yeah, no, definitely.
0: Cool. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. Oh!